0: Hey Rejuvenators, awesome to see you guys. Hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Dre. It's lovely to be with you. I was going to say it's lovely to see you, but I can't quite see through uh, your device right now, just to let you know, so don't freak out. Hey, it's awesome to uh, to be in your homes, to be in your living rooms, to be wherever you are right now. Uh, it's awesome to be a part of your life. It's great to be here. Hey, I'm going to pray before we kick things off. Is that okay? Um, I believe that prayer is so powerful, that prayer can uh, align, it can uh, line up our hearts to the things that God wants for us. So why don't you pray with me? Why don't you just uh, bow your heads right now, close your eyes, and let me pray over you. Would that be cool? Father, we thank you for these young people. Lord, we thank you that you have given them gifts and fruit of the Spirit. Father, we thank you that you have a plan and a destiny and a purpose for each one of these young people. Lord, where the enemy might say that they are weak and that they have to do this, Father, we pray that they would hear your voice and hear that they are strong and powerful in you because of you, Father. Lord, we thank you for everyone today. I pray a blessing on each household in your mighty name. Amen. Hey, it's uh, my privilege to share with you guys uh, in your Fruits of the Spirit series, and you might remember a couple of weeks ago, I did Joy, and this week, I'm going to be talking about an interesting subject, and I've got to be honest, at face value, it doesn't seem that exciting, that, uh, that value is goodness, goodness. We're going to talk about goodness. But what I thought I might do is before we kick things off uh, around goodness, why don't, I talk, uh, why don't I just go back to Galatians, the verse that we've, we've taken this from, because it's always a really good idea to remind ourselves where we're taking this idea from. And you'll find it in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So goodness, you know, it's important to to know what um, goodness meant for the authors who wrote it, and you'll find that goodness is actually a Greek word, uh, what well, comes from a Greek word uh, agathoth, agathosune, agathosune, and basically it's the state or the quality of being good. There's a moral excellence, uh, there's a virtue, there's a kind feeling, there's kindness, there's generosity joy in being good. Now here's the interesting thing. This Greek, Greek word agathosune is, there is no one word, we say goodness, but there is no one English word that can describe what this word means. So when the author wrote this word in this language in Greek, agathosune, they meant much more than what we just think of when we read good. It's, it's, Agathosune has this, this this feeling of righteousness, a uh, kind and being morally excellent, um, and you know this 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 term uh, was used. This term, this word, goodness, in the Old Testament. What we're reading it in is in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, Agathosune, this 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 term, good, was only really used to describe the nature of God. Interesting. So if you think about that big picture, that actually goodness to the person who wrote this in the Bible, they meant the nature of God, that he is kind, that he is truthful, that he is all of these things that the Bible says he is. So goodness is a much bigger subject than we first think uh, when we think of goodness. So I've got a few things to say on it. Mark 10 verse 18 says this. Why do you call me good? This is Jesus speaking. uh, Jesus answered, no one is good. Except God alone. So Jesus is saying, don't call me good. It's only God who is good. And he's the only one who you can call good. Then why is it that further on in the New Testament, we see Paul saying, um, go and be good. Something has changed between there and there. Now remember that uh, until Jesus died, in many ways, it's still under Old Testament law And so where the Old Testament says that no one is good except God, but then when we read what Paul says in Galatians, we know that Jesus has died and has risen again and is now with God in heaven. So in that space, something has changed. And here's the thing. When Jesus died and he took on our sins, and when the Holy Spirit came so that he could be living within us, something changed in uh, in ourselves. No longer um, can we say we can't be good. What we're saying is when we are good, we're actually just showing the goodness that is Christ in us. Isn't that an interesting difference? Second Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. You are a new creation. You are something new when you uh, have Jesus in your life. And when you have Jesus in your life, you can be good. That big biblical agathosune, that that kind-hearted, that morally above other people kind of goodness. So we can be good because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. So you can be good. So yes, you're right that Jesus did say, hey, don't call people good. He was saying, you know, only God is the true sense of goodness. Now. When we have, when after he died and he lived within us and lives within us, then it is only the goodness we have through Christ that comes through us. Um, Here's an interesting question for you. I'm going to ask you, if you're sitting down by yourself, just ask yourself the question. Or, if you've got someone with you, maybe a parent, I want you to ask the question, is being good cool? Is it cool to be good? Now, I don't know about you, I was a good boy at high school, at school, relatively good, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what that means. But I was a good boy, and you know, I liked girls, I was a teenage boy, and I always found that girls liked to be my friend, because I was a nice guy, and I was caring and kind. But you know who they always liked and chased after? The bad boys. And there's this thing in our society that says, bad is cool. You could think of a whole bunch of songs. Cause I'm a bad guy. Duh. That song, you've got Michael Jackson's. Cause I'm bad, I'm bad, you know it. Ah. You can think of any, that's terrible, I'm sorry. <clears throat> but you can think of any uh, song, and you can think of, you know, there's a lot of like this cool to be bad thing. Everything, like, and that's not new. Even in the old days when they had things like Happy Days, Fonzie, he was a bad guy and he was cool. It's cool to be bad. And um, there's all these TV shows and everything that about, you know, a a criminal or a vampire or whatever. And there's this sense of being bad is cool and being bad is good. If good is something that you can measure uh, in our sort of pop culture society. And so there's a lot of stuff to say that being good isn't cool, but being bad is. And do you know why I think this is? I think it's because our picture of what we think is good is incorrect. I don't think we fully understand what good means. And I think we measure it against what society says it is. And there's a lot of songs about being bad. So the thing is, is that goodness is not, this is what I think we think. When I was at high school, my mum said, you know, said, did you have a good day at school? And what a good day at school meant to me is, did I get in trouble? And what she meant is, did I get in trouble? Did I get a detention? Did I hurt myself or anyone else? Did I do anything dumb? And if I didn't, I could say, yes, I had a good day. So in our society, there's almost this thing that, hey, uh, to be good simply means an absence of being bad. That's what we sort of think, that if I haven't been bad, then I've been good. Well, actually, that's not what we see uh, in, in the Bible, this Agatha Zunay, this this big picture of goodness, isn't just simply not being bad. And so um, it goes a little bit broader than that. And I love this quote from Win, uh, William uh, Trindale, Trindale, William Trindale, we got there, he says, God's goodness is the root of all goodness. And our goodness, if we have any, springs out of his goodness. So the goodness we have, like I was saying earlier, actually comes through God's goodness. So it's almost like it flows through us from God out to other people. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how people see that goodness and how that can point to God. But Jesus is the true picture Of this biblical sense of goodness Jesus is the one that we can look at and say that's what goodness is morally high-standard kind loving truthful faithful Jesus is the one that we look to for those answers a biblical biblical goodness I want you to understand is really attractive and now yes I do mean that I'm going to talk about that that it can be attractive In the sense of, you know, hey, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, that sort of attractive, sure. But broader than that, bigger than that, it points to God. So when we take this goodness from God as a gift, and we have it as a fruit of the Spirit, and it flows through our lives into the people around us, it is attractive, and it points to God. I remember when I was 17, and I moved to Invercargill, and I wasn't a Christian, didn't even really know anything about God. I met Jesus through a guy called Gav, Gavin. Now why? His whole lifestyle, his whole world, his whole ethos, the way he did everything, was so different to everything I'd ever encountered. He was someone that had the fruit of goodness on his life. He cared about me, he cared about where I lived and the rubbish hole of a house I was living in. He cared about my mental health, my fitness, he said, let's go running, let's do, go to the gym, it'll be good for you, you know, let's talk about the stuff that you're carrying, the baggage in your life. When I was 17, some of the, the issues and the, and the brokenness I had inside me, and a whole raft of areas, he was loving me, and he was being kind, and he was being gentle. And all of this, he just turned out to be this really good guy. But I knew that it wasn't just him, it came from somewhere deep inside. And so because of that interaction and that attractiveness on his life, not in a weird sense, I use the word attractive because it was literally like a, 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 a bee to a flower. You know, it was literally like an ant to sugar. I just thought, wow, this is something about it. It's not necessarily him, but something he has within his life. And it pointed to God. So goodness is attractive. Uh, Goodness is pure, it's not motivated by greed or any other expectation. Goodness is about other person, it's not about what you can get and receive from any given situation. Goodness is pure, goodness is, hey, I will love that person just because they deserve to be loved, because God loves them, not because I can get anything, not because they're cool, not because of any other reason, but goodness is pure and it's unmotivated by selfishness. Um, Goodness... Um, yeah, goodness is pure and it's, and it's un, 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 unadulterated. And there's this verse in Psalm 34:14. It says, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So turn from evil. It's, it's, it's pure. You can't be evil and truly be good. The biblical sense of good at the same time. They can't click together. And so Psalm says, turn from evil and do good. Evil, good, the biblical sense of goodness. You can't be both. So if you say, yeah, well, I'm good in these areas, but I am, I'm not so good in those areas. I'm evil in these areas. Well, we need to work on that. Uh, and you're not going to be perfect. But remembering that goodness is about not, not, not just about yourself, but about reflecting the goodness of God onto other people. Now, here's the other thing. The evidence of goodness is often pretty much always found in action. If I said to you, I'm a really nice guy, but I've never done anything nice for you, am I a good person? If I tell you uh, that I've done this, 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 and this, and then you find out I haven't, am I a good person? Goodness and action are always mixed together. So you, you could say, you know, uh, cool, you might talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Action, uh, Goodness always has an action component to it. So a person who's truly... Um, walking in the gift of of goodness, they will be doing good things. Goodness will come in the way that they love people, that they serve people, that they think of other people. Um, Now you might ask yourself the question, how do I be good? I want to have the fruit of the Spirit, Pastor Dre, uh, to be good. I want to be someone who points to God. Well, there's this really cool um, verse in Jeremiah 6.16. It's actually a really cool one. Um, It says this, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads. And so many times that we're standing at crossroads deciding whether we're going to be good, bad, or in between. But stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient past. Ask where, where the good way is. Ask God where the good way is and walk in it. So ask God to help you, then action. Like I said before, it always has an action component. And walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. There's so many people who know what is good but won't walk in it because it's tough, because it's not cool. And this is the thing about it not being cool. You know, the world says that. Um, you know, uh, popularity is to be good, is cool. Uh, being beautiful is good. To, to be um, successful is good. Now, I'm going to say something that sounds controvers- controversial at first, but I don't think it is. Um, well, actually, there's this great quote by Lee, La, Leo, uh, Leo Tolstoy. He was a Russian author, and he said, what a strange illusion it is to suppose that beauty is goodness. Isn't it funny that we think beauty is goodness? That person is good because they're beautiful. Or that person is good because they're successful. It's funny how we think that. Now here's this this controversial thing I want to say. I'd like to say that, especially when it comes to beauty and attractiveness, because the world loves to talk about that. So hey, I think the church should talk about it. And saying that you are a good, you know, that's good to be attractive. Uh, and I'd like to say this. You can't be truly good and ugly at the same time, but you can be pretty and ugly at the same time. Sounds interesting, that sounds weird, but what I'd like to say is even if you are not attractive or you don't have everything together like the world says you are, if you are good, you can't ever be fully ugly because goodness, the true biblical goodness, is attractive. People will want to be around you. People want to be in your presence, in your classroom, uh, in your friend group. And that other stuff very quickly fades away. But here's the thing, if your only focus is to be attractive and to be beautiful, you can actually, we all know people who are good looking people, who are successful people, who are really good at sport or performing arts or music or whatever, but actually inside, they're kind of ugly people. We all know some of those people. So I would say, invest rather in being a good person and those sorts of things fade away. Um, Don't bother investing uh, time, effort into being popular, successful and beautiful, instead invest in being good. And those things often come from being good. They often just happen because you are good. Popularity and successful because you 're truly reflecting what God is you don 't do it because you want those things, but those things tend to happen that you you have a good circle of friends you have great people around you because you are good so don 't be don 't be fooled by the world telling you that this is good that 's bad this is good goodness is cool goodness is attractive, and people will want to hang out with it. Um, goodness stands out when i was I was a tutor with Uh, 15 to 17 year olds, and I remember um, I quit that job after a time and I saw my boss a few months later and he said to me, we had some other people come in and do your job, they were great, they were really good, but your students kept saying there's something about Dre that stood out, there was something about him that was, he, he loved us, he was always there for us, he always believed in us, he was always truthful with us no matter what. And that's nothing to do with me. That's all just God's goodness flowing through me. And it stood out to them. They couldn't explain it, but they they, they experienced it. And here's another cool thing. Good people make good places. So, you know, if you're a good person and you have the, the spirit of goodness on your life, you make a good uh, homeroom. You make a good family environment. You make a good classroom. You make a good... Um, bus trip. You make uh, good things happen around you because you have an ethos of being good, because God is good. So goodness happens around um, people who who, who want to be good. They it, it, a whole atmosphere changes when you are good. The people uh, around you will notice it and will want to be drawn to that, like a moth to a flame. Goodness is truthfulness. Romans twelve verse nine says, "Love must be sincere." Um, Hate what is evil cling to what is good goodness is telling the truth and here's the thing um, Being truly good. Here's my one of my last comments being truly good Isn't free. It costs you Sometimes you've got to tell the truth sometimes you've got to at, at whatever cost I was in an experience in business with a family member where they did something incorrect and wrong and illegal and I had police turn up and they were asking and I had to do what was right. And unfortunately, what was right was telling the truth and getting this family member in trouble. And I had to remind myself that was their decision to put themselves in that position and to put me in that position. But I was going to hold to what was true. And so sometimes I want to say that goodness is an awesome gift on our lives, but sometimes it will cost you. Sometimes it will be hard. But don't ever give up. Don't ever give up on the gift of goodness. Having goodness in your life is being Christ-like. Being good wherever you go ultimately will always point to Jesus. So I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to uh, pray that you would have the spirit of goodness on your life. Father, we thank you that goodness is such a, a beautiful sign that points to you. Father, it can be tough, but Lord, we pray we would be good in our speech, in our thinking, in our actions. Lord, That I we pray that we would have an understanding that good is so much better than good. This temporary idea of being popular or being good-looking or being successful, goodness is so much bigger than that, and it's eternal. It doesn't just last the, the, the hundred years we're on earth. It lasts so much beyond that. So, Father, I pray that the spirit of goodness, the fruitfulness of goodness, would be on all who are watching this morning. In your mighty name, Father, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in with me today. And I pray that you would have the spirit of goodness, the gift of goodness on your life and active. And remember, if you're not sure what that looks like, um, ask God and he will clearly show you the way uh, forward and show you the way and do what is good. Bless you guys. See ya.